Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, we might just be in France, but this is global. It's Football 2019 and this is its brand new face. Yo, 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 I'm Heath. And I'm Monkey. And this is Football Inside Out, a podcast from Copa 90. We're coming to you every single day from the Copa 90 Clubhouse in France, bringing you all the excitement from the 2019 Women's World Cup. Please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And here's what we have for you today. We speak with another of our unsung icons of the game, football agent to several of the England's lionesses, Georgie Hodge. But first, here's our five things you need to know going into your day. Football Inside Out by Copa 90. So, number one. After beating Italy, the Netherlands have qualified for their first ever World Cup semi-final and their first ever Olympics. Pretty amazing. People didn't think that they were going to make it. They won the Euros and then they've struggled since. But here they are. Yeah, we had Italy down, but they they turned up, to be fair. I know I keep bragging about this, but I feel ultimately <laughs> closer to the Netherlands squad now that I got to meet. Midima. Hang on, hang on a I second. Had a name hang wrong. on a second. Well, obviously, we're not that close. You were totally backing Italy like five seconds. No, ago. I was backing Italy as like a Cinderella story. However, um, I was. Is Cinderella story like a very. No, no, we get that. We get that in the it's... UK too. No, it wasn't more of a local thing, but it was like. Local know, as in. Like local, like to the US. No, 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 no. We um, no, uh, what I was saying is that uh, I, I was backing them for the Cinderella story and I had them in a random drawing in our office pool. So okay. I, I sort of had to back them. And also that we want to be invited to her um, Halloween party. That's correct. With Evans, so... Which leads us into number two. Miedema, um absolute machine. 61 goals in 80 games for the Netherlands. That's illegal. That's illegal. <laughs> that's definitely... Ill- if you went to some of the some of the certain small states around the United States, they would say that's illegal. They would just automatically hear that number and go, no, doesn't work here. It's illegal. We are a conservative state. This is illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've done 61 in 80 of anything. Uh, how many How many have you scored most in a season? 26. That's a lot too. Yeah, but okay. it was, it, I was... You were teaming it was up a low. That. It was a low... Yeah, gone two. <laughs> uh, you know, I've had... I would say the plus minus is two two every every season. It was a bro. It was a very low league. I was getting back into football, so don't take it as anything serious. Last last season, I scored like seven or six or something. Wow, so that's still a lot. Great. Uh, number three, Sweden have had eight different goal scorers at the 2019 World Cup. It's the largest spread of goal scorers 
at a single World Cup, which is incredible. Eight goal scorers, yeah, sharing the love. Very socialist, by the way. Very socialist. You know? It's not I, it's us. No, that's communism. It's 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 <laughs> it's very much. A, it's not it's it's not it's not mine. It's ours. It's ours. Yeah. It's the same thing. No, that's that's communism. <laughs> no, it's it's very it's really cool that that if you don't have one particular goal scorer that's going to carry their weight, it's been good to see other people. Actually, Alex Morgan made a comment that it's nice to have the U.S. That have the depth that they have now because it's not everybody looking to Abby Wambach to solve all their problems. Yeah, Megan Rapinoe scored a lot of fucking goals yeah. this, this tournament, so let's not forget about her. Anyway, number four. Yeah, reports in the Spanish media, which the Spanish media, if you don't know, can be extremely controversial Spicy. and very much a tabloid and looking for problems. But this seems to be a nice one. Uh, that uh, Spain World Cup star Jennifer Hermoso is set to join Barcelona. Barcelona. Do you know, sorry, sorry, you might not travel as much as me. Barcelona. Oh, yeah. oh now I understand. Yeah. I didn't yeah. understand. What sorry, sometimes before. I get caught up in all these different languages and cultures, <laughs> and I just speak in the you know like I'm speaking to a local. But that's uh, cool. Yeah, Most amazing. Barcelona could be uh, on track to win the uh, next Champions League after just know, falling though. short. Come on, Leon are all over this. Yeah, I know. They went to a final. I would like to see Barcelona. I think you mean Barcelona. Uh, sorry, Barcelona. <laughs> uh, put up another fight next yeah. season. That'd be nice. Uh, number five. Yeah. The semifinal lineup is complete. England face the United States uh, on Tuesday, while the Netherlands play against Sweden on Wednesday. Are we going to have a fight? No, but I just saw. I just got an email from uh, some people that were saying there. There's tickets for that game. Are you going to that? Are you going to? Any I of those? do have tickets. It's whether or not mm. Visa will allow me to go. So it's up to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be able to go, but we'll try to figure it out. It's just a matter of. Actually, it's not about them. It's about whether everyone wants to work late for you to go to the match. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's all about that. Yeah, so loose, loose. I love you. I will has buy anybody you. received any gifts from? I will give you a gift. Monkey yet. Yeah. Um, but those are the five things you need to know going into your day. Copper 90. Wow. wow. Another day. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's like a cat right. that makes that sound, right? Wow. He goes, um, wow. he goes, is, is the owner talking about food or something? No, he's like, yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. Clearly not well. Slightly we started the mad. episode like that. Yeah. No, no, but in a good way, in the best yeah. way possible. Yeah. Um, is today the last recording in Paris? Yeah, it is. It is. It's the last day in the wine tunnel. I've asked them to turn the AC off for us just to take it in one last time. Oh, good. You know, Great. Yeah, I was really, really hoping take in that. The, just the just the aura of... Mm, I love sweat. Subterranean... Um, sweat. Yeah, sweat. Yeah. We've got some new um, pictures on the wall as well. Yeah. Some incredible... Uh, these are visa athletes. I've got uh, Lucy Bond staring at me from the wall quite... Um, so it's a bit of a deep stir. Yeah, if I knew her, I would, tell her, I would tell her not to make that kind of crunched face because you'll get lines on your forehead if you do that too much. You know? I might have to just... My parents used to say, if you keep making that angry face, it's going to get stuck like that. If the wind blows. Was that a thing? Did they say that? No, what's that? I'd like, don't make that face because if the wind blows, your face will get stuck like that. Really? They would, Is like, that like a cold thing? I Like they say where it's cold, where, like in England it's cold. Is that what you mean? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think I just think it's a British thing maybe. Like it would like freeze your face like that. Did he used to say, oh, like, if you eat carrots, you could see in the dark? No, he would say if you eat carrots, uh, you uh, would have better vision. Yeah. So not in the dark. So like my little sister took that literally when we were young. And because and you'd say if you sat too close to the TV, you'd have bad eyes. And she'd sit close to the TV eating carrots. <sighs> Clever. Just to offset whatever. She actually, she literally did that when we were younger. We used to be like, why? She's like, yeah. There was another one that, that people would say that if you ate, 
ate the uh, crusts on bread, it would give you curly hair. Is that a thing? No, that sounds ridiculous. I was, I was always like, I don't fucking want curly hair. Ha, have you, have you guys heard that? Have you guys heard that? Crusts on bread gives yeah, you curly hair. British thing again, I think. Yeah. I was like, curly hair's great, but it's hard work. It's funny when you said that. I thought of my one of my close friends back home that has really curly hair, and I was like, did he eat more bread? Did he? You've eat got more quite crust? curly hair. Oh, come on. That's wavy. It's not curly. Oh, yeah, it's wavy. It's wavy. I stay, wa I stay wavy. Stay player. wavy, bro. Yeah. Um, so, like, are you going to be sad when this tournament ends? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. feel lost. Yeah. I'm going to wake up every morning and not know where to go or what to do with myself. I might just FaceTime you, mate. You're going to have to reinvent yourself. I do. I I'm going to show up somewhere randomly, like, for a call time that doesn't exist and be like, <laughs> half two. I'm here. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Halfway to two. Uh, yeah, halfway to two. Yeah, that's going to be a confusing thing. Mm. But now we know. What about you? How are you going to feel after this? Uh, How long is that? Like a week? A week and a bit? A week? Something yeah, like about, about 10 days, I would guess. Yeah. Nine days. It's, um, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel. You know, Part of me is like, you know, this is a lot of days in, the ro in a row. Mm. We haven't really had a, any trouble like talking every day about things because yeah. there's just so much to discuss. But uh, at the same time, I think it's actually the heat. The heat is the one thing that I'm just like, I'm ready to not be in the heat anymore. I haven't really gone outside, to be honest. I've just been in here or like, you know, in cool, in the shade. But my problem isn't the daytime heat. It's the sweating in my bed heat that I'm dealing with right now. And uh, I don't have a fan. I have all the windows open. Yeah, last night was the first night that I survived the whole night with the window open. And I, I, woke I up, found, the sun was out, and I was like, oh, this is nice. I found mosquito repellent, finally. It only took me like three weeks to find it. And I've literally doused myself in it. Did you listen to our Soccer Girl Problems episode? Of course you didn't. You weren't in it, so you didn't listen. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. They confirmed <laughs> yeah. my theory, I guess not a theory, um, that, well, they said every eight years, like all of oh, the cells did. in your body die and new cells come back. Ah. So one of them was allergic to orange juice and eggs, and now she loves it. And right. she was growing up, yeah. She's having an omelet every day. Yeah. With a glass of OJ. Yeah. She was allergic to eggs. That sucks. Uh, my my oldest daughter was allergic to eggs for a while. Like would get like really, really flush and red, like mm. almost like not rashes, but like just visibly something's not okay. Mm. Doesn't have it anymore. And that wasn't even eight years. She's tiny. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just literally like a year later. It wasn't the same anymore. I'm allergic to um, Aperol. Aperol spritz. Spritz. Yeah. It sucks. But you're I, literally allergic to Aperol? Um, so I, we, didn't, we haven't figured out whether it's the Aperol or if it's the alcohol in it. Because I'm not typically allergic to alcohol, but I get like really blotchy red face. Yeah. And I look, it looks like really bad. It looks like I've caught some sort of... Does that happen to you ever with wine, certain types of wine no. too? Because there's, there's, Ooh, there's no. certain ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me drinking a lot. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I don't. But I know... I know um, a few of like my family members go a bit red sometimes, but it's just Aperol. One summer I was drinking some Aperol spritz and it got the better of me. Well, nothing, nothing happens. I just get really hot and I look like I need to be quarantined. Well, I've got some good news for you. In eight years from that period, it might be okay Aperol's again. Yeah. Okay. I'll, <laughs> so I'll report back to you. <laughs> seven years from now when we're on our 10,000th yeah. episode, you're going to have to report back on how we're doing with the old like, Aperol. Oh, it's uh, 2025. Quick math. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no games today. No games. It's a bit sad. It's very sad. Yeah. I feel a bit weird when there's no games. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. It's more that the day just, the day already feels long here, mm. but that the games are like kind of a nice little break. Like, 
they're like key indicators of what time of day it is, you know, yeah. like without you knowing, like a game starts, you're like, okay, because we're starting so much later than at least in my life. Normally I'm very much a morning person. I've got kids. I get up at like five thirty six. I like to just be up where it's like the quiet part of the day. Mm-hmm. And now I'm finding the quiet part of the day is the middle of the night. You know, people are like morning, like late night people or early morning people typically. Yeah. Um, we're like, I found my peace and quiet in the mornings. And now it's like when we finish after every day, it's, in the, it's the late, late night, like after midnight, I'm heading back to my place and it's just my kind of like silence. Yeah, I am actually more of a morning person, but my job requires me to not be, yeah, which is you, weird for me. Do you think that people are just naturally morning or late night people or if it's an adjustment or like a preference? Mm, like, do you think, think people actively know what they are? Uh, yeah, I don't think people know what they are when do they're you like know younger. Who you are? <laughs> do you, how do you feel in yourself? <laughs> yeah. Um, like when I was a teenager and stuff, like it's not like I'd like get up in the morning, but like woo the morning. But now I love getting up in the morning. But think about roommates in a national team camp, right? Yeah, you have morning people, you late do. night people. You do roommates. Okay. So some people like to get up, open those curtains, enjoy themselves, watch the sunrise, mm. or whatever it is. Like it doesn't have to be watch that. Doesn't sunrise. have to be that. I, I I love watching the sunrise. I probably didn't get up that early that often, but like were you with uh, the late night? It's person? like three thirty a.m. in Paris is the sunrise. Yeah. Um, is it really that? No, it, it's pretty early. It's like geez. five. Um, but I was a morning person and, and occasionally I had roommates throughout my career that were late night people. So Mm -hmm. like I'm falling asleep watching something on my laptop. They're staying up late doing whatever I get up early. They're still sleeping. And it used to really disrupt my day Yeah, because, uh, I just felt like I'm treading in somebody else's space, like disturbing them. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's like a roommate, but in, in a hotel you're, you're like, beds are next to each other yeah, you know yeah, it's yeah. it's actually in each other's space and i found that i found that always really really hard until the times that i was on teams where you had you had your own room if you wanted and is that an option it is yeah oh, right i thought you always like buddied up you you do in most cases but mm-hmm. some teams are like i mean think about it like you're talking about years and this is the thing that i have an issue with with, with within team dynamics it's just like you've spent you spend most of your time or a lot of your time sleeping by yourself yeah um or like in chosen sleeping arrangements and then it's not really chosen for you and you're forced to give up certain comforts which i don't see how like i get it for like team chemistry and team bonding but like Mm -hmm. also if you're spending all day with your team in camps yeah do you really need to be sharing a room together do you ever get players that are like horrendous snorers and so they get to like sleep in their own room because they just keep everyone up yeah there's a i'm I'm sure there's multiple snorers on every team around the world (laughs) that are disturbing somebody else's sleep not only that but like I like to sleep with white noise. White noise freaks people out. Do sometimes. you? Yeah. You're that guy. Yeah. Just well, I actually white sleep noise. With brown noise is what it's called in the app. What's that? It's just a little bit deeper of a sound. Do an impression. Um, that just sounds like white noise to me. No. Deeper. White noise is. Ah, he knows. That's great. That was pretty good. That was Don't impressive. fall asleep on. Are you sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you look me in the eyes and I do this for at least two minutes, you'll fall asleep. Is it just that noise? I yeah, used, it's just I that noise, to, um, and it's at a very low level. Um, I used to go out with someone who um, would want to fall asleep to the noise of a hairdryer. Okay. But, That's interesting. Yeah. I was Borderline like, fetishy. I was but, like, please like, turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, they would have the, the, the actual hairdryer. No, it's like, like an a, app. It'd an be app. like an app. Yeah. yeah. But I've, also Rooney has a weird one. I think it's hairdryer as well. Really? Yeah. He has like a weird noise. Or like Hoover, I think. Yeah. Maybe the Hoover. But again, uses an app. Well, the white noise apps have a whole wide range of like things. 
like all kinds of different sounds. Yeah, yeah. Like, Have you ever tried any others? Like frogs and stuff. Frogs? No, oh, but you mean I, like I was rainforest sort of. I, yeah, yeah, vibe. yeah. Like I was joking with soccer girl probs when they came in that mm. like m the white noise that I use in the, in the afternoon when I'm lazy is the, like thunder and lightning one as an excuse to be like, oh, it's really really bad weather outside. I'm just gonna close the shutters and take a nap. I'm like I'm like blackout, no noise. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Do you do you sleep with earplug earplugs? Um, only if I'm on tour and I'm like sleeping on the road, like in a plane or at an airport. <laughs> It's happened before. Do you like? I find that the times that I've played in the biggest atmospheres in stadiums, I've had the most trouble sleeping. Just of like, you know, like the constant buzz. Do you have the you same mean after? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like after you play club. a big show, and yeah. like your ears have that constant ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have trouble sleeping after shows, but not not too long. Like some people have real trouble. I guess it's the same as a match, right? If you play a big match, you come back. It's like this crazy atmosphere, so loud and so many people, yeah. and then you're just like put in a hotel room, and it's like the complete opposite yeah um do you do you um do you replay sets in your head nah no nah. like do you not think like i mean you you clearly are like a top level professional dj but there are times when have you ever like sort of like made beat a match slowly or transition slowly or off a little bit and you hear it and you're like no one else is going to hear it but i heard it and you think about it later or no no i i definitely sometimes think oh i definitely could have played a better set and mm. that would annoy me a bit but there's no but it won't linger in my memory at all like a football match will linger much more because it's yeah. like you could change a game you could you could have maybe won that game whereas like dj said you can't really win it you either do like you're either happy with it or you're what kind not. of competitor are you <laughs> yeah i come on after the next dj on. and i'm like 140 and smoked. oh yeah 140 and oh in my dj career never <laughs> lost one set one set never yeah. lost a set no um, I, like i found the same thing when i do live stuff now is the same as it's the closest thing to replicating what football was like which is like prepare 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 but either way like the red light goes on mm. and this show's happening with or without you, which is just like in a football match. So say you mumble over your words and you like, it gets in your head like, oh man, I just kind of messed up there. It can get caught in your head, just like yeah. a turnover early in a match and it just compounds and you keep playing worse or you have to let it go and move on from that. And then the adrenaline that comes with that is like this pure vulnerability of like live in real time, stream of consciousness mixed with like preparation with all these things that like, it's this culmination. So after I just, it just replays in my head over and over again. And I can't, I cannot sleep. Yeah. I think live show, like li live speaking and stuff. If I mess up, then I might think about it for a bit. I, when I did my first um, gig for Radio One in Ibiza, it was at this massive uh, club called Ashwai, which is like this outdoor space. And we had to get on the mic sort of every other song because mm -hmm. um, it was live radio as well as a live show. So we just had to like get on the mic and be like, you're listening to BBC Radio 1, make some noise, right? But I, I'm used to hearing myself in my headphones when I'm on the radio, right? And they just gave me a mic and I can't hear how loud or how quiet I'm being. Oh, and when you have echo in a crowd too, that it's so hard to listen to like- Exactly, yeah. Like, a, you, like a hot mic. You have to turn the booth monitors down, otherwise the mic will ping off. So like you literally are just hearing what's going out in front of you, which is basically a big echo. And I, I did that a couple of times and I was like, make some noise for Radio 1, blah, 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 blah. But watching it back, I was basically screaming at everyone and it sounded like I was basically telling off about 10,000 people yeah. and I've never watched it back ever since. Yeah. I'm like, I can't even watch that. Yeah, I can, I can see that being hard, like really hard. I mean, I, I've played in front of 80,000, 90,000 people. Yeah. You put me in front of 10 where I've got to speak with a microphone in general and like my hands are like shaking. And I'm like, 
how's everyone do- doing today? You know, like I, I hate it. I absolutely hate speaking in front of people. You do? Yeah. Really? Like just in terms of like, I've never really enjoyed like focused attention. Mm. Like, I mean, I love attention, <laughs> but not like focused, not like spotlight. Spotlight's right. not my thing. I, 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 and I get really, really nervous. I forget everything that I say and I end up like trying to make a joke and everybody goes like. But didn't you go to, like, didn't you st- study like drama? Yeah, but like that was, I, the, doing like theater classes and stuff was just a good developmental tool for me to just get out of my comfort zone regularly. Okay. Because actors and people like that tend to have, like even if they're, even if they're introverted, people in theater tend to like extrovert their nervousness. So like I'm very quiet. I like curl up in a ball and like get in the corner, whereas they push all of their nervous energy outward. So everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, like over the top. And that to me was a very hard thing. My sister's an actress. She's grew up around those people. And I never like had any ability to interact with them because I was just like, this is too much. Right, They're yeah. all too comfortable with themselves. But somebody explained to me that sort of studied the human dynamics of those types of people was like, no, no, they're just like their nervous energy is pushing outwards. You're just pushing it. Like you're holding it. Right. Inward. Okay. Um, but yeah. you guys are all just, just as insecure as each other. Like, <laughs> you guys are all screwed up. Um, no, but like I learned from things like that, but it, it, it's still just like a repetition thing. Like when I do, if I would, if I were to do improv regularly now, mm. it would take me a while to get back into it. And then from there I'd be fine again, as long as it's a repetition. But as soon as that stops, like, are, there, are there any uh, players that you discovered that had like interesting other hobbies? Like, you know, you had a drama school uh, or like strange ones. You know how like Czech's a drummer? Yeah, like, there's a lot drums. of people that have like their own, like there's some painters that I know, like artists. Yeah? There's, yeah, Breck Shea, he has a thing called, he's a, he's a former US international. He has a thing called Left Foot Studio, like really, really cool art. That's cool. He like, painted and designed like walls of some of the Premier League players' houses and stuff, like cool. design and things like that. Yeah. Really talented. Other, the most common one is just music. A lot of people travel with like a ukulele, yeah. guitars, like those types of things. Um, who, who played the ukulele? I do, actually. You I did? play ukulele, yeah. I can imagine you bust out yeah. a ukulele. Well, I used to travel with like different things regularly. I used to travel with a band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the ukulele became the easiest thing to travel with. So everybody sort of started with a guitar and then they were like, okay. <laughs> That's a lot to travel with every yeah. other weekend. Uh, and you get a ukulele. But there used to be like six or seven of us, even in the national team, I'd get together, jam out. And then Rock Band came out on PlayStation and we were just... Oh, I used to love We that. used to travel with Rock Band yeah. and the national team. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys there like... There used to be guys that would take the, that wanted to play the drums. So they would take uh, like athletic tape and tape it to their chest with the microphone what? so they could play the drums and do the singing part of, of Rock Band. Yeah. Are you? Who is this player? Benny Fieldhover. Big up Benny. I had to call him out, man. <laughs> Poor guy. He's actually got a podcast called the Benny Drama. and Sal podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he uh, he was one that would tape it to his chest so he could sing and drum or sing and do like the other, like the guitar or something like that. He should call his podcast One Man Band. One Man Band. Yeah. By yeah. Benny. But it's got him and somebody else for so that one. Hey, uh, we had a chat the other day with someone very interesting. Her name is uh, Georgie Hodge. She She's came, really cool. Yeah, she came to the game with us. Yeah. Uh, the other day, the USA-France um, game. You know what I told her when she was leaving? Was See you in Lyon. You did? Like, in yeah, that voice? Like, angry, yeah. I was like, basically like, this is where it stops. I I'm, I thought you were quite friendly. You didn't say that? I didn't hear that. No, I said You're see you in Lyon. And the then mic. like, yeah, don't talk, don't talk to me. You're like this? Yeah. You kind of made that movement towards yeah. her? Like the aggressive. Like, <sighs> no, I didn't. I, 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 said that, I said that to someone to two people who came up to you say bye they were american folk 
and they were like said hi to you and they were like see you see you and Leon they said that's you and I was like see you in the semis but like in a sort of they, they were the most American people ever yeah they were He's a San yeah, Diego were, guy yeah. it's like yeah bro like got through another one yeah. you know got through another match on to the semis <laughs> I'm like right they were nice though yeah, and he had his daughter really with him people. too yeah right? really cool yeah they were cool see you guys in the semis but anyway uh, yeah Georgie is a uh, agent for a lot of the England squad lionesses and here she is the unsung icons I'm Georgie Hodge. I work as a football agent um, for Base Soccer Agency. My first client was Fran Kirby. Fran and I knew each other from my previous job and I knew what a talent she was and I, I sort of decided that as soon as I wanted to do to be an agent, the first player that I wanted to speak to was Fran. Um, and I remember going to, to meet her at St George's Park and we've worked together for sort of five, four or five years now. Moved her to Chelsea and she's she's flourished from there and it's as she's grown so have I which is which has been really really lovely what does an agent do what don't we do is, is more of a question I mean at base we offer a 360 service to our players so on and off the pitch um, that goes from negotiating club contracts sourcing a new club for a player that is looking for a move off the field we do commercial deals we look after sort of their PR and social digital platforms everything like that so we kind of do a bit of everything to be honest could that could be insurance for cars or finding a new house for a player who's moved to a different country so there's literally if you asked me sort of what haven't we done I don't know what I could tell you for me working with female players it's it's a bit more relatable I never played at a, at a high level, but I did play and I understand what it feels like to lose. I understand what it feels like to win. So being able to relate to, to players is, is really important, but also as a female as well, you can relate to other aspects of life. Um, so I think that really helps. How do I go about choosing the talent that I want to work with? Um, well, first and, first and foremost, they've got to be a good footballer. The second to that coming pretty close is they've got to be a good person as well. That's really important for me because ultimately you're working with and for these girls and if if they're good people and they want to work with you, it makes your job a lot easier. Ultimately you're, you're representing them but they're representing you at the same time so I think it works hand in hand. I guess coming from my previous job, so I worked for um, a sports social network and we worked with uh, like a number of different sporting ambassadors and when it came to acquiring new talent you'd always have to go through a male agent to get to a male player. However, there was no agent in between trying to get in, in touch with a female athlete. And for me, that was kind of a, hold on a second, why is no one doing this job? So as soon as I left, that was my next step to go and you know try and be an agent and, and work out what that entails and, and why these women haven't ever had representation. I'd say starting out was probably the hardest because I felt there wasn't really anyone to look up to. There weren't any females doing this job, um, just just males doing agent work for for male players. So it was it was it was tough. And I think for me, the reason that I wanted to associate myself with an agency was so that I could learn and and make sure that I was doing the best job possible. World Cups are amazing. Any international tournament's brilliant because it means that the spotlight's on them. And, and hopefully, I think. From looking at the Euros, I, I'll look at it from a commercial standpoint because I find that part really interesting. So in, in the Euros, 
there were lots of commercial deals being done before the World Cup, but afterwards it kind of took a bit of a dip. And that, that's pretty natural after a World Cup that nothing sort of continues. But in men's football, there's always a hype. And the difference was there, there was a hype and then we just saw a dip. But I think I'd say the difference in this World Cup is that all the deals that we're seeing that have been done prior to, to it kicking off have been longer term deals. So people are actually starting to see the value in women's football and the, these deals aren't just, okay, we'll do a bit of work before it, we'll activate during the World Cup and that'll be it. This is, this is like a, a one year, two year, three year sort of long term project and that's, that's what we need to see more of. Everything that I do feels like an achievement once it's happened because there's so much work that goes into each commercial deal or each move or each contract negotiation. There's so much work that goes behind it. So once it actually happens, you, you do feel proud. You, you feel like something's good to happen. And ultimately, if the client's happy, then you've done your job. So it's hard to pinpoint one. But when you when you see the players go out on the pitch and they're doing well, that that's a really good feeling. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's cool uh, that she was saying that um, in the last Euros, sort of the players were getting brand and sponsorship deals that weren't lasting too long. And now with the World Cup, um, they're lasting a lot longer. So they're signing for uh, deals for like years rather than just like a couple of months. It shows the growth of the game. Yeah, I, I remember speaking to a bunch of uh, the different players that we've had access to mm. both before and during the World Cup. And most of the ones from Europe were just like comparing the US to being like way ahead when it came, came, came to brands and stuff. Because I kept asking the question like, how important is a personal brand for you? And the reference always from them went back to like, yeah, the US is way ahead because these girls are all have like long-term brand deals and it's a big part of, they build their brand because it makes them more valuable in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And it was actually shocking to me because it just felt like, well, these were some of the, like some of the girls saying this were some of the biggest girls in the world, like Viv Miedema and and these types of people. But now it's good to hear that it is changing and shifting that they're signing longer term deals and being giving more opportunities to not just have financial gain, but just like growth and respect for the for the game in general. Yeah, she must have an interesting insight as well because she's kind of the, the epicenter of it and has been from like the very start. Yeah, working with Fran Kirby very very early, and now her um, her roster is like pretty big. And um, what was she saying to us the other day that she met she met one of her heroes by accident at a game at the England game, one of the England England Norway game. Um, she met David Beckham, who she told me that when she was really young, she tried to like run out and meet him and got like tackled by a bodyguard. Yeah. So she's literally been trying to meet him since she was tiny. She That's got put crazy. in a room with him by accident and was just like, what the fuck am I doing in here? I think someone got her band wrong or something. And he, let her in. Oddly enough, he's one of the biggest like uh, like energy presences of anybody that I've ever been around. Like in a room and you're like in a room, in a room there is like just an energy around him because he has such a big team and because he's so removed from people generally. Mm. They're like yeah, it was him and his daughter at the game, right? Him his daughter and his mom. Yeah. Mm. 
like it, they make it look like he just cruised in and he's hanging out with his daughter and his mom. But like, there are so many layers of how hard it would be to get, get to him to other him. than people who are in that section. Yeah. Like as soon as he stands up and gets to an aisle, he's probably being escorted everywhere. So like yeah. to be in the same room with him, um, without questions being asked is, is a pretty incredible thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, it was completely by accident and she was like, uh, what am I doing here? But then she ended up getting a photo with him and he was very nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he, he uh, I was in LA during the time, same time he was. Have you played pickup with him? I have not played pickup with him, no. Do you think he plays pickup But I have still? played in all-star games with him. Oh yeah. So we, one, one time in New York, uh, the all-star game was in New York, so we were in LA. We all got on old uh, DB23's PJ. Yeah. Fueled up the PJ. Uh, we arrived late for the flight to take off. So we flew from, from LA to New York. Yeah. And when we got to New York, we checked into the hotel. Uh, it was the tr- tr- Trump Soho is that was the hotel. Uh, this was earlier. Uh, still, still whatever. But uh, we, we get there and all of us, are, this is the all-star game, right? It's a celebration. Yeah. You've been working hard. You've been selected as one of the 18 or whatever for this all-star game. It's a party. It's like three days long. You, we were playing against Manchester United that time. Um, and it's supposed to be fun. And we get this message when we get there that like, well, David Beckham's on, uh, like, uh, because David Beckham's in the hotel, no friends and family are allowed on the floor of the players. Oh. And all of us were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, like he had security at the lower elevators, security on the floor elevators, and security that sits in front of his door. When was this? This was 2012, 11. Okay. The David Beckham reign is a very long one. Yeah, 2011. And and all the players pretty much protested. They're like, no, you can, like, no offense to David, but, like, take him somewhere else? Yeah, Like, yeah. why are you going to ruin our experience? And they ended up moving him to another floor. And I'm assuming they probably had to book the whole floor for him. Because, um, like, even on the plane, it was, like, five of us plus two of his security plus his personal assistant mm. and then the coach of the Galaxy who was who was – uh the coach for the all-star game yeah so like he had his team around him everywhere everywhere we go um and they tried to like change our experience for it but like is he cool I, though was he, like, did he no he's so super cool yeah. he's super down to earth super laid back like uh did you yeah he, he's just a, a really normal guy but you can understand why like he is one of the most famous people in the world yeah he need yeah. there are certain precautions like just general safety precautions when does his um, um miami football club uh start i think in two years is it still another two years? Maybe a year. Yeah. No, it can't be a year. It's got to be two years. But yeah, he, he was just the... Like, yeah, I mean, I, I watched a, a documentary about bodyguards mm-hmm. uh, on, on online, and it was interesting because they said that the most dangerous thing is actually a, a group of teenage girls is the most dangerous thing in any venue. <laughs> that a group, a large enough group of teenage girls can tear down any fence and get through any level of security <laughs> when they're like fueled by adrenaline to get to like, it was, it was about Justin Bieber. Adrenaline basically. and hormones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like literally they said it, people think that it's, it's like some, some big guy run, wants to run through security yeah. and they're like, no, that's not what the like risk is. It's the fact that like, when you get these long lines of thousands and thousands of girls trying to get to a famous celebrity or an yeah. artist that, especially in like faraway places where they're like almost idolized. So mm-hmm. they've never seen them in real life. They've just like, they like, yeah, like the, the boy band era type thing where they're just like, they're gods, right? Yeah. That they have the ability to trample and, and hurt this hundreds like a, of people. This sounds like a David Attenborough like uh, documentary or something. Yeah. Herds of teenagers yeah, herds. running after David Beckham. 
And that was like the cra- like you can see why. Imagine being Korean, being like, "There's a lot of teenagers outside. We have to be careful." Like it, his whole world is programmed, though. Like yeah, from the moment like, he leaves his room, he's escorted. The car has to have its door open when he gets inside. It's like any top level security. Like it's not like he's just like out like grabbing a coffee in the lobby. Have you seen that um, documentary where he goes bike riding with his pals through South America? Uh-huh. I can't remember where it is, but it's like through the jungle uh, with like two of his friends and they're, um, he definitely goes through Brazil at one point um, and it's just him and his pals and he's on, on motorbikes, he's on motorbikes with hel- helmets on so they obviously can't be seen like who they are and it's like he goes deep into the jungle and it's the first time he goes somewhere and they're like, do you know who he is? And, he, and they're just like, nope. And he's wow. like, wow, this is really weird. Yeah. It's strange, but nice. Well, Thierry Henry lived in New York for that same exact reason that he could just have a little peace and quiet. Oh yeah, Never like no, most people didn't. It was the tourists that bothered him, but he yeah. lived in a very neighborhoody area of locals that were like, uh, like people were just like a respect for you. But New York has a little more of that vibe of just like live and let live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, London's like, a little bit like that yeah, too. Some places you go to, and it's like you can't help it because it's a lot of people that don't yeah. have that creed. Yeah. Um, and chase you down the street. Hey, uh, I think you have a surprise for us. I do. So I've got. Um, so our last day at the clubhouse. Yes. So some of our stuff is not heading to Lyon. The new clubhouse. So the, yeah, our new clubhouse. So I've negotiated uh, one of each item of Copa90's new product line. Okay. And you and I are going to get to go one-on-one drafting each single one. So you have to, I'll let you have first pick, but okay. I've got them all down here. So we've got about 10 items here that, that we've got uh, on our, in our Copa90 store. You and I are going to get to have five of these. Each. Each. Is there 10? I don't know if there's 10. We'll find out. But we got tote bags, we got t-shirts, we got hats. So We can do um, like a gladiator style sort yeah. of like death match at the end. But, but for the sake of it, we're going to have to have some like, like some spur of the moments. We're going to do this quickly. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to have to take some. You're going to live with some regret. You're going to be excited about some things. Fine. Well, actually, there's nothing in here the that you, there's nothing you're going to regret because it's all really rad. But like you might be jealous of something that I end up with. Sorry. <laughs> okay. In okay. You can, you can pick first. Go ahead. I'm going to go for this long sleeve. Oh, I knew that was happening. <laughs> All right, then. This is mine. I All haven't right. got one of these yet. That's the, that's the long sleeve with the um, the cool, like, poster-style back to it. Um, really cool. Because you've done that, I'm going yeah. with... Oh, Frank Kirby! Frank Kirby. Yes! Okay. You're not going to get that. You and I'm not going to wear it. I'm not yeah, going to wear it. I was about to say, you're going to wear that? What's... No, this is a competition between me and you now, you know? Right. And you don't get the Frank Kirby uh, COVID-19 one. I'm taking that. Uh, I'm going to go... Definitely pick the wrong long sleeve there, God. Oh, that's not supposed to be in there. No, that's not supposed to be in there. One of every item. This is another Frank Kirby t shirt. Are we gonna let her keep it? Yeah, that's your mistake. Ah, that's true. My mistake. Yeah. Well now, okay, we'll just charge you for that one. Uh, because the free one is gone. Um I'm gonna go with uh oh, this one's really cool. It's Pride. It's actually Pride here in Paris. It is, yeah. Um and I'm I haven't uh gotten a Pride shirt, so I'm taking this. Wonderful little pride COVID-91. I'm not going to lie, I've already got one. Just saying. Jeez Louise, this isn't that <clears> much of a competition <throat> yeah. anymore after all. I'm a winner. If you're not first, you're last. Um, I'm going to go for the straight up. Oh, it's the England one too. Oh, wow. Uh, Copa 90 England oh, that's. Oh, I didn't know that's what that was. That's really cool. Yeah. Show, show, that, show that one there. See this? I, I hadn't even seen that one yet. It's coming um, out. Cool. I'm going to quickly go with this one because it's a play on France. Chateau. Cool. Copa. How do you say Copa 90? Copa Nin- 90. Uh, 90 in French. Oh. Uh, 90. Uh, 90. That was good. Uh, this is Chateau Copa 90. 
uh, play on like the wine uh, industry here. Yeah, I'm uh, actually a bit jealous of that one. I told you you would be. It's only a matter of time. I'm going to pick this one. Oh, yeah. Just add to the collection. Yeah. Another long sleeve. That one's a double there. So, all right. I like this colorway. It's like pink and Oh, now you got both. Black. Congratulations. No, I've got both. I've got... I've been super into totes. I, I never wore totes, totes. Uh, or used war. <laughs> <laughs> I've never accessorized with totes before, uh, but I've been into them this summer. They've been actually really convenient. I found that when it started getting warm in London during the month that I was there, I was wearing a backpack every day you and you that. start sweating all the time mm. on my back. I just thought that that was just part of life. There was no other solution. Turns out there is. It's, that's a great sell. And now it's the black uh, and gold uh, tote. So totes yeah, that was my into totes. totes uh, I'm gonna get the other tote then. Okay. The white, the white tote, England colors again. So I'm into that. Fair enough. That means I'm closing it out with with the cap. The coupe. What is it again? Coupe. Oh. The coupe Cachavandis. I'm gonna go for the matching t-shirt, which is the only one left. Oh, sweet. I think we've done pretty well to yeah, be even Stevens. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you're a little bit jealous of what I got, but Am I? that's okay. No, it's not. That's not the point, you know, everybody wins here. Everybody no, I'm, wins. I'm actually glad. I just re- literally have got an entire summer collection now. You've got long sleeves, so you're going to have to wait until <laughs> to a wait little a bit of fall. Yeah. I might just wear like all of them at once. You know, that episode in Friends with Joey where it's all his clothes. Yeah. Really represent. Friends, that's a TV show or? Did you ever actually watch Friends? I did. I, I waited until it was all finished. I'm very much a start from the beginning. I thought you were going to say I waited till it wasn't cool to watch it, so it's, I, it's cool. I watched it like 25 years down the line, you know, it's like <laughs> when I was super into like retro stuff. The vintage. weird thing is apparently kids are like into getting into Friends again, like it's a bit of like a retro cool thing. Friends, I would say, is the kind of show that uh, has to be done like, I, I think you have to start from the, the start. Yeah. There's so much character development yeah. in there. Like they go, they go through a lot, but nothing at the same time all the way through. Uh, but it's just good to start from the beginning. Can't wait to have a movie night. Whoa! I have a day of numbers for you. I have. Ask me anything. I have. How many do I have? I've got three. No, that's that's not a number. The first number is nine hundred. Nine hundred. Mm. Uh, that would be the amount of bottles. We went through at the clubhouse last night <laughs> during France USA. I heard we completely sold out in it. It uh, sold out. They're free, but people were still upset. I was told people were upset last night about the free beer. About there being no more free beer left. Spoiled. Yeah. Is what spoiled I say. generation. Um, Must have been a bunch of millennials. millennials. <laughs> probably a few Gen Z and they're drinking underage. <laughs> they were probably like drinking organic yeah. juice. Yeah, do you guys have kombucha here by chance? Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. I was looking for. Do you have a juice bar? <laughs> um, no, Lucy Bronze scored the ninth nine hundredth goal in World Cup history. Wow! And it was For a great goal. All well. World Cups? I don't know. Is that both World Cups or just the Women's World Cup? Just the Women's World Cup. It's wow, yeah, a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals. Love goals. Uh, four. Four would be uh, how many teams you'll find in any semifinals of any tournament around the world. Well, that is true. Thank you. Um, the host Three nation points. has been eliminated at the quarterfinal stage each of the last four Women's World Cup tournaments. So China in 2007, Germany in 2011, Canada in 2015, and now France in 2019. Wow. You want to know a, uh, another fun fact with that real quick? Yeah. Uh, uh, the US versus France was the first time that the hosts have played uh, have played against uh, the champions. champions. Really? Yeah. It was such a good game. It was. Well. It was really close. That was a passionate game too. Good quality. Good atmosphere. Great atmosphere. If that doesn't grow the game, then... (laughs) We're all doomed. Uh, Number 10. Uh, Number 10 is the the future left backs. Number? 
number based on this World Cup. Yeah, that's I've seen two of them. Starting to move. USA have now won their last 10 matches at the Women's World Cup, equaling the longest run of wins in the tournament's history set by Norway between 95 and 99. Yeah, that's right. They won in 95. Norway did. You love love a record, USA. Yeah. It's it's what we do it for. We need to stop you now. Yeah. We're going to stop you. You like your chances? Yeah, of course. Always. Um... And that's it. That's actually all we have for today. Wow. That is the end of the episode. Um, that is Football Inside Out. We'll be back tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you listen to your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed it, please leave us a little comment and review. Please do. And subscribe to the newsletter. Head to copa90.com slash WC19 and click or tap on Copa90 France Daily to sign up. Are you getting the newsletters? You're not. Uh, I can I'm tell not, you're not. Yeah, you no, need no, to be in the know I'm because not. there's some really, really cool stuff on there. And get in touch because we'd love to hear from you. Send us emails and voice notes to footballinsideout at copa90.com and tweet us using the hashtag copa90insideout. And we will see you all manana. Bye. This is a We Are Great production for Copa90. 